<laughs> do you agree do you not agree yeah, um yeah niche down that's what we're gonna be chatting about today um yeah lots of opinions about this one and yes but we'll get into that in a moment what have you been up to jack what's going on um well i got kicked out of my house <laughs> <sighs> Oh my God. <laughs> I literally, I'm in London now. I had a um, wedding consult yesterday, which went really well. And I got off the phone and Richie was like, I have some bad news. We got an email. And I was like, don't leave me hanging. What's this email about? And he said, we mm. need to move out of our house. <laughs> which is just the news you want when you're completely across the world away um, we have until october like so we have month. a month um but we really <laughs> oh, like we're still. perfect tenants where there's only three of us in the house um you know like we always pay on time we're always like respectful gardens kept clean we're perfect tenants and so we just assumed mm. that we'd be fine for at least another year um but apparently the owners Bloody want to dogs. use the house for their like own purposes so <laughs> Yeah, now we Whatever. have to look for a whole They have place. no right. Yeah, rude. Um, <laughs> no bloody which, right. like, is stressful because, I mean, Richie has his whole entire gym because he's a personal trainer. He has his gym in the garage. So that's going to be a complete shit show to oh. move. Um, we literally just yeah. bought a couch, which is arriving in September. Um, and it's, like, massive. So that's another thing we're going to have to move. Um, and like I have a, Jeez, you know, my a nice move. office there. I'm happy. You, like there's just so many things. So we'll have to find a new place that ticks all of the boxes. Isn't too far. We're Same area? To, yeah, hopefully. Um, we're going to have to hire a big mm-hmm. truck to move everything. Like it's just kind of a headache. And right when we get back, um, we'll just have time mm-hmm. to settle in. And then it's like, okay, go again. Um, now start packing. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. But, on the positive side, I think it'll be really nice because while we've been away, we're, we've both been like, we've agreed that next year, the next two years are going to be kind of hustle years, really dig into our businesses, mm. make some good progress. Mm. So I think it'll be a really nice um, like change. It'll feel like a fresh start. Fresh start. Um, like a new chapter. Yeah. yeah, which is really exciting. And also our house at the moment won't let us get a cat <laughs> and I really want cat so maybe the next one <laughs> will be allowed one i don't know maybe maybe there not there you go there are Landlords some are positives to this yeah negative but it's just but it's not, a cat it's not we the have two dogs needed. and we just lie honestly we have always had two dogs and one was a labrador and then we always had like little japanese spits and then we got a grudel so just as big as a labrador and then a japanese spits again and we've always just put the little japanese spits on the on the um application and every time there's a, they come over to check, you just take the dog out of the house and we've been fine. <laughs> we've been renting for yeah. like oh my gosh. over 10 years and it's been fine. Yeah. So I'm sure you can hide a little kitty cat. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> you can't hide the stink of the litter tray. 
<laughs> yeah. But the problem was our, <laughs> our where we currently accent. live, the neighbors were friends with the owners. So we were like, we could just mm. get one, but like they're going to know. And our neighbors are going to know if we have a cat. It's going to wander around. They're going to see, yeah. you know. But we had that, place, but we just said that our, friends with the we were looking after... I think we just said that we were looking after like our grandparents' dog because they were oh, yeah, sick or fair. something. And then what are they going to yeah. say about that? Yeah. yeah. Which we weren't, but what are they going to do? Yeah. That's a good you one. I think smarter, not harder. Yeah. <laughs> Don't condone yeah. lying, but when it's the attendance, yeah. like, you know, they'll screw you over anyway. Lying is bad, but little lies uh, are fine. Lying is bad. Lying about cats <laughs> It just cats depends fine. where. Totally fine. Uh, oh, so also, funny. I um uh, remember how last time we chatted, I said I was gonna post like thirty TikToks and see if any go viral. Yeah. Um. Well, I did thirty within. I said one day. That was a bit too much. I did thirty within like three days, and one went viral, mm. and it was like one that I made in like two minutes, because we're idiots. Um. And in Amsterdam, mm. so we. We were at our Airbnb, we'd just checked in and we needed some groceries and our Airbnb host, um, he didn't really specify the check-in process. So everything up to this point on our trip had been like lock boxes. So we just assumed it was an automatic check-in. Mm. Um, and yeah. so we arrived a bit earlier than I said we would. And I was like, hey, we're here. Like, how do we check in? And he was like, oh, like I'm literally still here cleaning. Um, but he was super nice. He was like, come in. <laughs> Um, set your stuff down and, and we were like, well, we need to go to the grocery store. So do you want to keep like cleaning and stuff and fix it up while we go to the store? Um, mm. And he was like, no, 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 like I'm basically done um, here. I'll, I'll drive you there. I need to go anyway. And like, I'll show you where to go. And I'm just like, I'm oh, like, oh my God. Yeah. But, I, but I'm like, oh my God, this guy, like, does he think we can't make it to the grocery store? <laughs> like we have, you know, we have cell service. We can figure it out. We're not stupid. Um, and so he literally <laughs> waits in his car and is like escorting us to the shops. Um, so we park, mm. we walk in and he's like, okay, this is the grocery store. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Does he not, does he think we don't know what a grocery store is? So we go in and then he's like, just when you're done, I'll be out here waiting. And we're like, seriously, this guy, like, can he leave us alone? Like, Dad. <laughs> knew what was happening. So we, we go in, we get like a whole trolley worth of stuff. Um, and we're checking out and because we're just like, dumped our bags and ran out um we're so used to just bringing our phones with our um, yeah apple pay you know, yeah with that kind of stuff on it and we didn't bring any cards or cash so we're mm. in the store we're trying to check out and it's not taking our phone payments and the girl working there mm. is like yeah we don't we don't take that and we're like oh shit like we're just tired after Wonderful. driving so long we don't want to have to like you know what we're not, not going to put it back we don't want to like come back and get everything again we can't leave it there because there's like ice cream and stuff it was just like and it was the hottest day of the year in 10 years so we're just like over it we're just done with it we're tired we we just want to go home so i was like richie can you go and ask the airbnb guy if he can pay and we can pay him back (laughs) so he comes in and he's um and this is when i start recording like a little bit of bts make it like this video so like Richie tries to pay, it says decline, this Airbnb host steps in and pays and then we're walking out, we're having a chat and we want to buy some alcohol and we go in there, mm. it's failed again and he steps in and pays and I just made this video, it's like a, I don't know, 30 second video of this and I think it has like yeah. 1.1 million views now. 
I've just which is just Airbnb the most random thing. Pay for your stuff. Like it, people always say it's this way on TikTok, but I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that it's just like the most random little things that will go viral. And I've curated so all of these ones that I thought were funny and like clever and all of this. And none mm. of them got more than like, I don't know, 2,000 views. And then mm. this one just goes mental. Yeah. Um, and yeah. like TikTok is nothing. just so <laughs> random. Like the amount of people that followed me because of that video. And it's like, what? Mm. why would you follow someone because of this? I don't understand. Yeah, it's not like, what you usually post. It doesn't make yeah. sense. Like on Instagram, it's so like snobby and like, uh, maybe I'll like your, your reel, but like I'm not going to follow you because of that. But TikTok is just so, like it is so yeah. viral. It's so easy to, I don't know, just yeah. gain following on just the randomest little things. So um, my update is I hate Instagram and I'm now a TikToker. <laughs> And uh, I I've noticed that you've been so active yeah. on the TikTok. Well, it's just it feels more I like wholesome like one... and light and fun and funny and less like perfectionist and yeah. I just really like the vibe of TikTok at the moment. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I have not really got into. It. I like had one video go viral like the very beginning when mm. I first started, um, and it was just one that I would like post on my Instagram reels. I just like reposted mm. it onto TikTok. And just made it like kind of catchphrasy yep. or not catchphrasy, like kind of like a hook. Click like, baby, do yeah. you think I'm going to get the shot? Yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, that has like 1.3 mil. And then I got like 3,000 followers or something from it. How random. Um, which so random. And then from there, like nothing really. Yeah, I think yeah. another one had like 200K or something. But I haven't been posting. Yeah. I just, I just can't be bothered to like make all these videos and then maybe one will get me some views. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's so much time and energy. It is, but what I like but about it is it can literally everyone, be like a, yeah. one, a one hit wonder, like a one, um, you don't, yeah. they don't have to all be curated and spend 10 minutes editing it. It can literally just be a selfie saying something and then that can go viral. Mm. It's like, it's so, it can be stripped back and really simplified. And I think... Yeah, I think people don't... Yeah, they like the authenticity on there. Yeah, I think a lot of creatives overthink it and try to make these, you know, elaborate videos that, like, you know, on the beat drop, this happens and show the results. And that's nice for some, but people just want to see real, you know, honest, funny, simple stuff, which Mm. I really like. Yeah, well, maybe I should give it another crack. I Mm. just... I don't take myself seriously, but when it comes to making TikToks, I cannot do that. I cannot do the little dances or the little, oh, like, I'm not doing, mocking, like, little dances, I don't know, but I'm... The voiceovers. Oh, the, I do the voiceovers. I, just, I can take... But I take the piss out of yeah, myself. But, I don't take yeah. it seriously, you know? Yeah. And you can tell, like, I'm mm. making fun of myself, which makes it easier for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. cringe at the ones of the girls oh. who are, like... <laughs> You know, trying to be all hot and like mouthing stuff, and yeah, just oh, yeah, that's a bit makes me sick. Yeah, full sicko. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can't do it. Oh, all right, God. should we get into it? Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, one update for me. Yep. I put my little big girl hat on, and I got an accountant from our oh. little end of year financial talk. Amazing. Yeah, How's it and going? I downloaded zero. And I'm just, like, so pro now. It's crazy. That's awesome. Do you feel, like, much (laughs) more um, organized and, like... Yeah, I'm still yet to, like, properly set up zero. Like, I tried doing it myself and I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, definitely have a call with your accountant so so they know where everything is. Yeah, yeah. But the guys were great. 
um, little plug, super nice advice in Brisbane. Their business advice as well mm-hmm. as accounting. So it's like combined and it's like same price yeah. as like tax return for the initial first ones. Um, and they were so good. They're like telling me how to scale my business and like what I could be doing. Nice. And like also just like doing my tax for me was just yeah. so nice because I've always had like jobs where they just take your tax out. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God, now I have to, like, uh, this is my full-time job. Yeah, like, I used to just kind of sneak it. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, they, they won't know. They won't know because I've got all this other income. But now I'm like, oh, now I have to actually declare yeah. it. So it's so nice having someone else do that. So just thought I'd be like, yeah. Mom, Jack, I've yeah. done it. <laughs> well done, sweetie. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. You're doing great, sweetie. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, anywho... <laughs> <laughs> so today we're talking about niching down. Um, unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. Little spoiler alert here. I think you shouldn't niche down early on. Early on. Further on, yes, but early, early, early on. And here's why. Mm. I have been in a lot of like photographic industries. Like I do food. I do some sport. I do like commercial products, fashion, portfolios. I've done a lot of different things Um, and I'm not an expert in all of these things. But what I've learned from dabbling in a lot of these different kind of industries early on really kind of work together and give you such a better skill set at what you want to do in the end, if that makes sense. so, yeah, I, I think niching down is amazing. Once you have the skill set, you know about the different industries, you know actually what you like because maybe what you think you're going to like, you don't actually like and then you're not wasting years trying to niche in that. Um, and just the, the skills and the lessons you learn along the way are so important and will help you so, so much. Um, yeah. What do you think about that? I I get what you're saying. And I think like at the start, I think it's important to explore. Um, and I think a lot of people do get into it. Like you hear a lot of people, they start off just by taking photos of leaves and bugs and stuff yeah. just because they didn't have anyone yeah. to share with. Um, so I do think it's important to explore. But for me, I think I, I went straight into fashion photography because – I knew that's what I wanted to do, but that's because of like my grow up, like my, I guess I grew up doing the modeling mm-hmm. and stuff. So I was like, had seen it all. I was like, yeah, I want to do that. Um, but in saying that I've, there's definitely other things I haven't explored because I've niched myself down. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's funny, like there's times I'm like, oh, I just, I want to be doing everything just because like, you know, you want the money and you're just mm-hmm. like, I want to be doing like, you know, I know. I can do family shoots. I might not want to, but I know I can do them. Yeah. I can do them well. Like, I feel like anyone be can nice do family shoots. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, anyone can do them. And you're just like, but I'm not going to get those jobs because that's not what I advertise. But it's also not my name. Yeah. Like, people don't look at me for that stuff. But at times I'm like, oh, like, you know, I'd really just need a family shoot right now. Yeah. <laughs> just something, you know, just anything, like, when there's a quiet week. Yeah. Um... So I do think, like, niching down too soon, I agree. Like, don't do it too soon. But to a degree, like, you have to niche down. Like, you need to be putting out um, only what you want to attract. Like, 
you see a lot of people that will post anything and everything and they you look at their um profile and you're like i i'm a bit confused like what do you do this like, used to be me you do branding and you do yeah. just everything and you're just like ah, oh, like and you see that they're busy because they're so well-rounded but in saying that they're probably never going to get a really good campaign shoot they're never going to really excel in one because yeah yeah because yeah, they're just yeah you can't be the master at all of them so yeah. i think niching down is important but not too soon like definitely you said, don't get my don't get me wrong super mm. important um but i just believe what you learn early on in those first few years of kind of getting into photography and figuring things out um is so important and um i'm just really really glad i took the track i did um to mm. get where i am now and i should have i should have done a few of these things to niche down a little earlier and we'll get into this um but really yeah. early on, I think it's super important um, to not say no to opportunities and lean into, you know, the uncomfortable mm. situations. So, for example, yeah. when I was starting out um, and I would do, say, some food or some product stuff and it was mm. like low light and clearly needed artificial light, I would be terrified. I was terrified. I didn't understand yeah. artificial light. I didn't have proper lighting. Um, I used to have those just like yeah. on-off dimmable LED <laughs> standing lights for like with models, which don't do a thing, yeah. by the way. They're horrible. Um, <laughs> and it just, it hit this point where I was like, I this needs to change. Like I was, I didn't know what the mm. hell I was doing. I thought there was a wrong and right of lighting. And I was like, I'm scared that I'm going to mm. do it wrong. Um yeah. So I just bought a couple thousand dollars worth of lighting, which I wouldn't recommend to mm. everyone who's just like, oh, I'm going to experiment and buy $4,000 worth of light. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I knew it was something that I was going to have to learn and I wanted to learn. So I really leaned into this. Um, and yeah. I, I played with different types of, you know, flash. I've got a, a continuous LED for video. Mm. I've got a um, two strobes and just playing with that and what it's taught me has given me the confidence to do like even the weddings. So for example, getting, getting the lighting right with dark environments with food is super important Mm. because you need your, you probably want your F stop to be a little higher. Otherwise you literally have one piece of lettuce in focus and that's like for high end food, that's not really (laughs) what you want. So if your f-stop's higher, obviously mm. it's darker. You need to compensate with more ISO, but you don't want it to be grainy. So your shutter speed has to be low, like all of those yeah. kinds of things. So getting yeah. a light in there just helps mm-hmm. drastically. And that's kind mm. of how I started with understanding artificial light. And once I had that, yeah. uh, I found it so much easier to take that into, say, weddings, where if it's a really dark um, reception area, you probably need a standing light, LED or even on the dance floor, like just mm. various things like this. It's given me the confidence to be like, okay, I know what to do now. So there's always these yeah. things that you can learn in one like niche or industry and use it elsewhere. And there's mm. like countless things mm. like this that I've learned from different areas um, and just leaning yeah. into being uncomfortable and not straying away from something. Because if I was like, oh, artificial light, I'm scared. I'm not going to do that then I definitely wouldn't have the confidence to do weddings as I do now, which seem unrelated, but it completely Mm. correlates for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's so true. I think it is like, it gives you so much more confidence and like, you don't really know where you're going to walk into on a shoot. Mm -hmm. Like there are so many variables that could come up. So you need to be well-equipped and Mm well-rounded. And I guess even with your like sporting that you started off doing, like that would have taught you so much as well. Like there's, you just, yeah, you learn so many lessons from all those different types. Or even like, if you do think of say family shoots, even just being able to handle that amount of people and a lot of the time those people are super uncomfortable in front of a camera so you have to be you know you learn skills there about making people feel comfortable knowing how to pose them yeah yeah, getting them to warm up like being able to handle big crowds having confidence as well like you need to take charge like there is definitely important to do that stuff that's another thing if you work purely with models who know how to move know what to do Mm. and basically yeah, can't take a bad photo them. of them and then say you want to get into weddings yeah. and you have a couple who don't really know what to do in front of the camera you're going to be stuck you're going to be like oh why aren't they moving why aren't they doing this yeah. when like you know yeah if you've only worked with models you don't even have to think about it they just do they do it all for you and you might have to say yep okay stop yep. now like move your head up a little but they pretty much know what they're doing and then you get into the situation where mm. people don't know what they're doing don't know how to pose and they need to rely on you Mm. so then you need the people skills to make Mm. them feel comfortable and light and you know natural but also the directional skills to get them to move in those ways so yeah Yeah, even that balance yeah even having that family shoot skills can you know Mm. follow into there yeah exactly um yeah i've definitely seen it before i've watched photographers shoot and you know that they're either just so reliant on models, they just don't know how to pose yeah. them. Um, and the models, they still need to know. Like, they need feedback. Yeah. Like, I speak to models a lot, and they're just like, some photographers just don't even show me what's on the camera at all through a shoot, yeah. and they don't say anything, and there's no direction. So they just they get really insecure, so then they're not performing the yeah. best because they haven't even had any feedback. Yeah. And they're like, do I look ugly? Is that why you're not saying anything? Yeah. Like, it's so important to stay in communication and, like, yeah, just no matter what you're doing, just there's so many different skills and stuff, like little mm. things that you really need to think about. Yeah. So people walk away from the shoot feeling more confident and like happy with the outcome and like, you know, just yeah. stoked with, you know, at the end of the day, they're spending a lot of money on a photographer. So yeah. you got to perform. Yeah. <laughs> so the next thing I want to talk um, about is um, yeah. just using everything as a learning experience. So in these few years before you're niching mm. down, you will encounter a lot of difficult situations, a lot of difficult clients. If you can treat these difficult situations as a lesson instead, um, then you will learn so much, like not only just about photography in the industry, but also about people and relationships. Um, One thing that really comes to mind with me here is I had a shoot booked in Brisbane one time for like a wine, it was a wine shoot. And it was like with a model as well. And I, so we had this booked in and the owner of the company was going to meet me down there with the wine. And I mm-hmm. had another couple shoots in the Gold Coast the couple of days before. So I'd left, I think it was like the Wednesday to go to the Gold Coast. And then the shoot was on Friday in Brisbane. And on Thursday night, I get a message from the client and he's like, oh, I can't. I actually can't make it. Can you come and pick the wine up from me? Because he lived in the Sunshine Coast too. Can you come and pick it up from me Mm. and drive it down um, and just do it without me? 
and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I'm, I'm already in the Gold Coast. Like I'm, you know, you said you mm. were driving down and bringing the product. So I'm already here. Mm. I can't come and get it. Um, and he, yeah. he kind of reacted like, oh, well, you didn't tell me, you didn't tell me you were going early. Like, how am I supposed to know that? And it kind of got to this point where it was like hostile mm. and didn't feel good. And um, yeah. so I, this was all via text up to this point. And I put the phone down and um, my, my uncle who lives in the Gold Coast, he's quite, um, he's a unique thinker and uh, very kind of like not spiritual religious, but very um, just mm. thinks differently. And I was like, oh, this guy, mm. like, you know, I'm so annoyed. How, how does he expect me to be able to bring it down? Like he said he was going and I'm basically just complaining about the situation. And, yeah. and I can't remember exactly what he said even, but he was like, well, maybe he has a point. Maybe, you know, maybe this, maybe that. And he's just like, just calm down. It's not, you know, he hasn't made mm. you angry. You've made yourself angry. And I was like, what do you mean? He did it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, no, just like think about this. And then so mm. I ended up calling the guy. And it turns out he'd forgotten that it was his wife's birthday and he couldn't come. And, like, he's mm. obviously taking a bit of that aggression out on me um, in a way. Mm. But just being able yeah. to have the the ability to step back and be like, okay, this is not an ideal situation, but I understand what's happened. Yeah. Let's let's jump to the solution. What, what can we do here? Mm. Um, you can ship it down or yeah. I can maybe meet you somewhere. Or we can delay the shoot. Like just these these relationships yeah. with people and how you deal with them. I think it's not talked about enough in the industry. Just communication in general mm. and how you treat people and yeah. how you respond to these things. Because that could that could have instantly been a situation where either he or me gets to a boiling point where we're so mad and angry at the situation and it blows mm. up and we never work together again. But instead, yeah. by just like stepping back and talking about it and, you know, you know, making things go over smoothly and understanding each side. I learned more mm. from that situation, which was not ideal. And I lost a shoot, you know, yeah. I didn't get paid for that day. I had to schedule another day, which takes it away from another client. Um, yeah. But the learning experience from that changed the way I communicate with clients in difficult situations which has brought me more work mm. in the end and better client yeah. relationships so just you literally using every single thing as a learning experience to benefit you in the end will really help you yeah what I um learned was like it's always your fault and like it's a lot of the time it's not your fault but you have to take a step back and be like all right it's my fault. Why is it my fault? And then you'd be like, all right, maybe my communication, like maybe it was good, but maybe it could have been better. Or like yeah. always put it back on yourself, not to make yourself feel bad, but just there's always a lesson in everything. Like if they aren't happy with something, it's obviously for a reason. Mm. Like, and you can always find something to learn from. And like, cause obviously, like you said, being hostile is not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. So just always thinking like, okay, even though I don't feel like it's my fault, 
I'm going to say it is my fault because I was providing the service and it's just like in any work, it's like the customer is always right. And a lot of the time they're not right, but <laughs> you just take it on and you could always find something to learn from, like every situation. Like I've had this as well, when I've come away from a shoot and one of the, um, sorry, the person I did the shoot for, the client, she, I sent her selections and I hadn't gotten the full payment by this point which I never usually do I usually get the full payment before I even send off selections I would never send edited edited stuff but um the money was coming in so I was like all right here's the selections and then she turned around and was like I don't like the way I look at any of these like I'm not happy with this with um my body and like blah 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 which I was like oh, I'm really sorry that you feel like that um but you still need to pay me like you can't just like turn around and be like, all right, now that we've done a shoot and we shot for like an hour and a half because um, I thought it was meant to be the one hour package and I gave it extra time because like the harsh lighting and everything was like on her. But then she was like, oh, but I actually want to do the half an hour package. And I was like, yeah, but can't say that after we completed it. the shoot. Yeah. And like, yeah, like it was just, there was a lot of, it was a lot of things. And I was just like, so like angry at first I was like what is she going on about like this makes no sense and then I took a step back and I was like okay Christine maybe your communication could be better mm. like maybe you could have just reiterated what you already knew and what she already knew just to kind of refresh like just all that like communication stuff because I never thought that would happen and it all smoothed out like I chatted to her and we like worked it out and yeah everything like that but I was just like yeah, there's just so many things that can just come up. Yeah. So it's just like knowing how to chat to them. Because at first I was like really bitter and like, yeah. oh my gosh, like why would you say that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know these are good photos. It's not my fault. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely put it on yourself, not to make yourself feel bad, but just to learn a yeah. lesson and then move on. This may seem off topic, mm. but it's not. Like my point here is by being by experiencing different industries, you will get so many different types of people and types of um you know, each industry has their kind of set ways it operates. And by trying a bunch of these mm. different things out, um, you just, you experience so much. You, I feel like I've experienced every client situation you possibly can. And now I know how to deal with all yeah. of them. And I'm, yeah. I'm so much more confident in my communication because of that, which the clients feel. If you're mm. confident in your communication, they instantly feel like yeah. you're an expert in your field which yeah. is where we're going now. Yeah. So if you do want to be an expert in your field, you do need to niche down. <laughs> so this is a yeah. two-parter. That's kind of what you need to do before you niche down is, you know, like don't say no to opportunities, and embrace, the, embrace the uncomfortable and take everything as a learning experience and use techniques you've learned from one field into the other fields you're yeah. working in. Yeah, and do those free shoots like we were saying before, like, if you haven't, kind of try everything. Like, if you want to do a couple shoot, just ask your cousins or ask yep. your brother if that, you know, do just a quick couple shoot. Do I like it? No, move on. Do a family shoot. Do I like it? No, move on. And just, like, do that free stuff, even if it's half an hour in each sort of thing. Like, mm -hmm. if you want to go, I want to do food photography, just go to a cafe and be like, can I take some photos? They're not going to say no. Like, yeah. you know, just try everything well, and then to move on to your niche. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Even then, like, just yeah. go to a restaurant with your friends and take some photos before you eat it. Like, that's what you can do, mm. you know, very yeah, initially. And then you Why can not? reach out to people and ask, you know, can I, can I take some photos in exchange for food, which is what I did next. And then you can be, like, reaching mm. out to restaurants and say, do you want to work with me? Here's my rates. And then, in the end, they might reach out to you. Um, and that's kind of the, the mm. line you can use in every industry. Try it out. Try mm. to collaborate. Mm. try to pitch 
And then once you've nailed all of that, people will come to you as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So in order to portray yourself as an expert in your industry, you need to show that that's what you do and purely what you do. So if I'm the head of a, Mm. say, fashion line, and I'm looking for a photographer for my next launch, and I've been working on this fashion line for like six months. It's perfect. I'm really happy with it. I just want it captured, you know, expertly to really show Mm. it. And I'm looking at people and I see Christy who does purely this. And I'm like, wow, I love her style. She only posts this. Her website's amazing. This looks awesome. And then I see someone else Mm. who's like, oh, they have some really nice fashion photos, but then there's some food and then okay, that's a wedding and then, Mm. okay, they've got some stationery in there, like, you know, random products and like, okay, well, they (laughs) don't look like a fashion expert and I really want my work to be shown the best it can, so I'm going to go with the best. So Mm. if people want the best, they're not going to go for someone who's confusing them with like, what do they even do? They're going to look for someone who purely posts that content and has that on their website. So... Once you've done all of this and you've, you've got the knowledge of different industries and you've tried things out and you know what you want to do, um, and even then, by the way, you don't have to be posting everything. You can try different industries out and still be posting. Um, mm. Like, Christy, you you know you want to do fashion yeah. and you only post fashion. You've pretty much yeah. only posted fashion on your main account, but you still do other things yeah. to learn all of those skills and you know make a bit of extra well, income when it yeah, comes in. Yeah, that's why I made that yeah I made an extra Instagram account because like over the years I've had so many random photo shoots that I like people will come to me because they know me like oh like word of mouth oh can you do a couple shoot or can you do our engagement I'm like yeah sure and I had this whole build-up of photos and I'm like oh I should put them out like not even just to attract clients I'm just like oh I like this work I want people to see it but I don't know where to put it um so I did make an extra Instagram account just pretty much just to dump things that I'm not going to make it onto my Kadon because Kadon's like purely just fashion because yep. that's what I ultimately want to do. But I was like, I just kind of was like, I just want an outlet just to put things. And you can do that, but that's not what I'm trying to get money from. That's just me putting it out there. Um, just so I can, like, I'm like, oh, I like this work. I'm just going to put it there. But mm-hmm. I'm not trying to pump things. I don't do advertisements in there because that's not what I'm trying to chase. But that's just kind of like my dump. Yeah. <laughs> it's like where I put all my dump stuff, yeah. but I'm not going to make it onto it. And that, for me, was the best way to um, kind of, you know, not feel like I have to post that stuff. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I love this work, but I'm like, I can't post it. It's not good enough. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll put it on here. And um, at the moment, because um, it's called Kate on Creative, which is really similar to Kate on Photo, because I just didn't really care. Because mm. I was like, oh, I don't know what to do with it. But at the moment, because my name is so attached to fashion photography, I'm trying to think of another name, just completely yeah. separated from my name, gotcha. just for that dump, just so it's completely not Kate on. Yeah. Um, so that's me at the moment, just yeah. so it is completely separate yeah. from me. So you so do I can yeah. stay niche down just to the fashion. Yeah, splitting your socials is yeah. is is great. I did this too late. I only did this recently, really. I was still posting like a bit of food, a bit of tennis, a bit of this and that. Um, and now that mm. I have those client bases, like I don't have to post any food anymore because the restaurants where I live know that I do food. I don't need to keep showing yeah. that, um, yeah, and it's not it. something that I yeah. really want to do in the future. Um, so it's kind of like, okay, well, if you can meet these rates, sure, I'll do it, but it's not something I'm going to, you know, reach out and pitch or anything. Um, yeah. 
So yep. splitting your socials, but also splitting your websites because, again, those big companies, yeah. if they find you on your socials, first thing they're doing is going to your website. And if your website's confusing, yeah. then, again, they're not going to want to hire you because they're expecting yeah, the best. They want them. an expert. Yeah. Same with weddings. If someone's like, I want an amazing mm. wedding photographer and they go to your website and it's like a mismatch of random stuff, they're going to be like, is this a wedding photographer? Like, this is my most important mm. day. Am I going to book someone who just does random mm. stuff here and there? They just dibble dabble and everything? No, they want a wedding photographer. Yeah. So splitting your websites yeah. as well. And along with that, um, depending on what your email is, you can split your email addresses as well. Gets a little more complicated there. Yeah, but true. Yeah, there's, there's definitely, you need to completely separate these industries. Hmm. I agree. Because you see people that are confusing when you look at their Instagrams and I think you just have to, it comes down to like at the start you might be busier if you are posting everything because you might be attracting lots of different clients but you have to decide like do I want to be busy yeah, or do I want to actually follow my dream clients yeah. because you're not going to get your dream clients if you're posting everything. Yeah, exactly. So be busy or hone in your craft and just like really try and chase those dream yeah. clients. And in turn, though, like you could be posting everything and you might not be busy because you might be losing those clients as well. So, yeah, I think having a niche is so important. But, yeah, definitely don't just be like, oh, I'm going to do food photography and that's all I'm ever going to do because you might actually be really amazing at weddings, but you just would have no idea. Yeah. So give it a crack. Yeah. And, and like say with lighting and stuff, um, don't be scared of being like, oh, I don't know how to do lighting and I can't afford to learn because I can't afford to buy them second shooting for people yeah. like just messaging photographers ask to assist on studio shoots ask studios if you can come and play with their lights like just reach out and if they say no they don't respond yeah. it's like that's fine ask another person Absolutely. there are that many people out there like you don't need to spend money to learn that stuff like just rock up yeah. <laughs> like can i learn from yeah, you exactly <laughs> just do it my second mm. big point here yeah. is don't treat it as a race so I need to tell myself mm. this like daily. I'm a very go, go, go person. I am very, um, I wouldn't even say I'm goal oriented, but I am a results person. So if I don't see physical results quickly, I get a bit disheartened and question my ability and question where I'm going. And I'm like, am I doing enough ultimately? Um, but it's not mm. a race. Like if I look back on where I've been the last year, I've progressed so much, but I always think mm. like the last month or so. I'm like, oh, I haven't I haven't booked as yeah. much as I did last month. I've increased my pricing on weddings yeah, by like a grand. And I'm like, oh, I've only booked like X amount since the price increase. And it's like, mm. chill out. Mm. It's been a month. <laughs> it's not a race. Yeah. You know, do if you do things and structure your growth and your business around um, literally around structure, so having systems that work for you and that are sustainable hmm. and you follow these, you know, these guidelines to portray yourself as an expert in this industry, then you won't have hmm. a problem with niching down. It's just it's all discipline and and structure, really. So hmm. um, what I mean yeah. about that is every month have a plan about what your socials and what your advertising is. Um, so for yeah. me, I had a call with this, with my coach about this recently. Cause I, up until recently, I was very like, 
you know, hop on Instagram in the morning, go on my like grid planner. Okay, this one looks good here. I'm just going to post that and make up a mm. caption as I go. Mm. But if you if yeah. you plan like say a month ahead with everything um, and, and structure mm. that around what you want to book more of, say you're like, okay, summer's coming up, people are dropping swimwear lines, you know, a little bit before summer. I really want to focus on swimwear. Mm. So for Australia, say like the month of... October I'm really going to push this then Mm. you can structure that whole month about nailing swimwear photos advertising this Mm. putting the captions the call to actions really structuring everything in that month to get the result instead of just blindly posting then intentional exactly you'll see such better results and like intentionality is key to niching down. You can't just randomly po- be like, okay, I want to niche down in fashion. I keep posting fashion photos, but nothing. It's, you know, I'm not really seeing much momentum. If you sit down, mm. think about it, structure it, and plan it, you will be amazed the results mm. you get. I did exactly this with the personal branding. I was like, okay, I really enjoy mm. this. I was doing some with Riley. Um, I think she's Riley May coaching on Instagram now. She changed it recently. Um, and I really enjoyed Mm. what I was doing with her and I was like, I want to do more of this. And I was like, hang on, I can do more of this. All I need to do is think about it. So, um, we did another shoot. I advertised on that. I created some graphics, some like, you know, useful Mm. tips about branding and all of that. And from that, probably two weeks of really focusing on that, I got like five bookings on it. So... And in the past, I was posting the exact same photos, but I was being less intentional about it. So really being intentional and structured about how you're posting and advertising to create this image of yourself as the leader in that niche will really help you. Hmm. That's so true. Like literally last night, I was just got fed up because I don't plan in advance. Like I'll have my like preview app and I'll like plan and stuff. Um, but I find myself like, cause you get so frustrated when you're on Instagram, you don't want to sit on your phone and pick the photos yeah. and stuff. And especially like a lot of the time you're posting at dinner time or, you know, mm. when you're trying to be with your like friends or family. Yeah. And last night I was like with my partner and I was like on my phone posting and yeah. I just hated it. I was like, I really want to be intent. Like I want to be with you and have my full attention yeah. Like, I want you to have my full attention, but I just was like, I have to post because, yeah. like, I need to work. It's terrible the amount of times like, I've had to say to Richie, oh. sorry, I'm just I'm just going to finish this. Sorry, like, I just need to finish this yeah. post. Yeah. And it's like, I hate that. Yeah, because you're like, I need to do it this yeah. time. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so sorry. He's like, oh, thanks for, having, like, thanks for coming back because I just kind of like, was yeah. like, oh, and I'm back in yeah. focus. And I was like, you know what? Nah. Like, so this morning I hopped on my phone for the first time and started drafting posts and captions and yeah. stuff, which I... I've never done because I always am just like change my mind. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stop changing yeah. my mind and I'm just going to like draft it, have the caption ready so I can just press yeah. post and it's done. What this feels like to yeah, me is the difference yeah. between starting from scratch daily when you're just randomly posting. It's mm. like baseline, baseline. You might see a little increase, but baseline. And once you plan and mm. structure, it's like it all builds on each other and you see this like big curve up of how things are progressing and that affects so many things like it affects your confidence how you're showing up on your socials you know so many things Mm. um so the structuring yeah it doesn't only like literally help your bookings but it helps you mentally as well Mm. 
It all just compounds on each other. No, I completely agree. Yeah, that's something that, yeah, last night is like was my tipping point. And Mm. I was like, nah, I need to draw things. And it's already so much more peace of mind. Like I'm just like, oh, I haven't posted something. I'm like, that's fine because when I get off this like phone call, I'm just going to press post and it's done and it's ready to go. And like, yeah, definitely those captions and stuff. That's something that I, that's something that I just, don't ever put time into captions because yep. I'm like I just Call can't to think right now. Are massive and I used too. to be yeah. So at the end of at the end of yeah. your post, if you're not inviting the viewer to do something or go somewhere or view something, then it's almost like it falls flat. So if you if you structure mm. it around, um, you know, at the end of each caption, or if you share it to the story and see and say like you know. For me, it can be like, see the BTS of this on my YouTube here or here's a shoot, like you can inquire here. Having a call to action at the end mm. really helps. Hook, line and reel. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is actually so true because a lot of the time I find I'll get um, a lot of DMs from girls and the way they ask me to book a shoot is so, hey, I don't know if, you like if I don't have any experience I don't know if you'd take me I'm not as like beautiful as all the models that you like always shooting with or like you know Mm -hmm. it's really like do you think maybe if you had time if I could get your rates maybe if that's okay if you would take photos of me I don't really know what I'm doing like and I'm like I've had this so many times I'm just like what like you know freaking all my portfolios are inexperienced yeah, models just normal people no, not models yeah. they're just inexperienced people um because that's why they're paying for a portfolio yeah. um so i was like what why am i lacking that like there's a in disconnect my instagram where people don't yeah yeah i was like they don't know that i do portfolios around and i was like oh that's in my bio like i do portfolios and then um that's mainly what i like do that and brands i was like that's all i really do yeah. but i think because i don't post that stuff because at the end of the day, I'm trying to attract brands, yeah. not portfolios, because yeah. portfolios don't pay higher. So I'm like, I'm not going to post a lot yeah. of that. I was like, oh, there's a disconnect. I was like, see, that's yeah, something you can do in your stories like, a lot. Yeah. It's really like mm. weekly show a bit of that and say like, yes, I do this, and here's where you mm. can inquire and re- and do that. The the knowledge about it, the background, and then the call to action, um, and really mm. make that aware consistently then because if you're if people are asking you something over and over again this is for anyone in any industry um then clearly whether you think it's obvious or not you're not communicating that as you as best as you can um so i feel like if you fill in those gaps especially on stories that won't like deter any um any professional Mm. brands um yeah but yeah that's that's something that that could be helpful yeah, that's something I'm trying to, I guess, yeah, brainstorm is why there is that disconnect. Because yeah. I feel like I have to, yeah, explain to them, like, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, that's pretty much all I do is that sort of stuff. Mm. Like, I'm sorry you feel like you're not good enough. Like, of course you are. Yeah. Um, you know yeah, how you so can like pin you said, just making it really on your obvious. profile now? Yeah. I think yeah. this is really good I'm gonna do one because I think mm. the wrong way to do it is post, is pin your most successful posts. <laughs> I think the great way to do it both on tiktok and instagram is pin Mm -hmm. one about who you are what you do one about what you do Mm -hmm. and then you know another one that best portrays your work um because people first coming to your profile like if they see you like 
okay, your personal favorite photos up top, they're going to be like, okay, cool. They're just photos. But if they see literally Mm. who you are and what you do, then they Mm -hmm. understand more about it. And maybe that answers some of those questions because maybe it's, maybe the people asking you are people who haven't been around a long time and they don't know. Um, So having that like front and center, it's, it's a really good idea. People, so many people are using this feature. Yeah, I think we think like, because we hear like we're like with ourselves all times a day. We don't leave our bodies. So we're just like, oh, I'm so overhearing about portfolios. Of course I know I do portfolios. And you're like, hang on. Yes, it's old news to me, but it's new news to everyone else. (laughs) So I've, yeah, I've pinned who I am because I had never done that. So I was like, but then I saw they brought the pin thing and I was like, I should probably introduce myself and just keep it there. Yeah. Um, So they don't like rock up and it's some creepy old man. Like they know who it is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then our podcast and then I have a filler photo in between because I want to do like what I do next yeah Yeah. I was like but it's pretty having a filler in between (laughs) okay I have one final point here and it kind Mm. of goes back to like mindset and how you treat people as well so it's just to treat everyone in your industry with respect kindness and patience because especially when you are niching down everyone knows everyone and things get back to people. Oh, yeah. So how you treat people will be make or break between maybe your dream job because people talk. Um, it's Industries are so small once mm. you get to to a certain point and connections yeah. are wild. And mm-hmm. if, you've, if you've treated a situation poorly, someone poorly, if, if you have not been the best version of yourself, then people will hear about it mm. and you will get a bad name. Yeah, that's so true. I find this more and more the further I get into industry. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, like who knows yeah. what's being talked yeah. about? Like, you just, yeah, you find out so much about other people and you're like, wow, I shouldn't know this about you. But but I do. <laughs> yeah, such a small industry. Like, always, yeah. And even if you feel like you weren't your best, like, send them a follow-up message. It goes a long way. Yeah. Like, um, you know, sorry if I was a bit off or... Yeah. You know, you don't have to explain yourself. Just be like, oh, like, or just say, thank you so much for shooting. I had so much fun with you. Just so that it's like, it ends on a nice note. If anyone so has not nice read note. How to Win Friends and Influence People, you need to read it like yearly. I've added this to my yearly reading list. I haven't read it. It is so, so good. Just I'm on, writing it down yeah, as we speak. Literally, it's a pretty quick read. Um, it's yeah. so important. I it just yeah it yeah it's obvious things and simple things but it gives so many examples um with how to treat people and how to communicate with people and it's yeah everyone should live by this bible i i read it and this is how i came came back to a few of these situations where i'm like okay i haven't i haven't been the perfect Mm. communicator in certain situations because I feel like I'm right or I feel like things have to be done my way or I feel like I've been wronged and you you reply in a certain way that like has this weight and this a bit of nastiness and and yeah it just not nice (laughs) and it even goes into like the psychology of how you respond and how you structure communications emails all of these kinds of things um that will really help you with communicating with your clients with anyone really with your partner like yeah it's awesome it's a really good read yeah it's so important yeah because we are our brand yeah so like your personality it's your brand Mm -hmm. and whereas with another job like 
you know, it doesn't really matter who you are as long as you're kind of getting the results for that job that yeah. you're doing. But for us, it's like you're your brand. Like you have to be working on yourself yeah. and yeah, 100%. your reactions and everything like that because it does follow you through um, your years in the career. We should do an episode um, on like books. <laughs> I read so much. I read a lot of like yeah, money, business. I just and, like, read a really good book. And I just love, there's so yes. many takeaways from every single book, even if it doesn't feel like it's related. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, we should oh come up gosh. with like a recommended reading list for the listeners. Oh, I'm such a nerd with that stuff. <laughs> oh, God. Um, my final point would be to when you, when you know you've niched down, um, pitch to those clients of yours. Like, just pitch them. Yeah. And see if it flows. Is it flowing? Like, if it's not flowing, try harder. If it's still not flowing, what are you doing wrong? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, just don't be afraid, like, just to pitch out and... Yeah, like when you go, like you're starting out, be like, oh, I know I'm going to do fashion. Do a couple of free shoots, then start pitching to small brands. Like, mm-hmm. Just, yeah, don't be afraid. Yeah. People aren't that mean. They won't buy it. <laughs> yeah, and don't get deterred Maybe. by no. Like, it's, mm. don't, yeah, if, if you get told no, just bounce back. It's fine. Reach out to someone else or develop your portfolio yeah. and reach out again. Like, don't yeah. be scared of a no. It's not a failure. It's just a... Treat it as like a the, the circumstances aren't right at this moment. And then mm. figure out why not. Yeah. Work on it and just go again. And move on. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Be free. Yes. <laughs> well, I think that's about it. Uh... I know. I'm like, it's it's seven o'clock where I am and I'm just dreaming about getting grilled. Oh, I'm yum. definitely going to go get grilled after yum, this. Yum, yum. Yeah. I need to go and um, yum, yum, yum. I bought a new film camera in Brussels. So I brought my Canon A1 Cute. with me, which mm. I got some photos developed on it. And I'm like, either the light reader isn't right or I'm not doing something right. But they just yeah. weren't, they weren't quite right. And I wasn't happy with them. And I don't really have the time to like fiddle around and, and, and figure it out right now yeah. so i just bought i a got simple... rid of my ae one. Oh, did you did yeah. you find it hard to use i just because it was my first well my first film camera was a 110 yeah. so it was really really ancient really cute and mm. like everything but that was my first proper one with like manual settings yeah. and stuff and it was just i didn't like that you had to wind it and the film in and yeah. out and it was just like I don't know, especially when you shoot, you have to be really quick yeah. when you're shooting films. You have to, like, take it out, shove a new one in. Yep. It Like, having – I have the EOS 5.5, the Canon mm-hmm. one, and it's, like, so much better. Yeah. And I'm so much more confident. Like, I don't freak out thinking my film's not going to work because I know it's yeah, going to work yeah. out. Whereas with the AE one, like, a lot of the time, like, I would load it wrong or, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, so I yeah, got this I got little rid of mine. Canon I wasn't stoked with the outcome as well. point and shoot in Brussels. Um says Prima mm. Super 105. So it's literally just a tiny little I know, like that. normal point, point and shoot. So this morning I'm going to yeah. drop off the film to a place in London that has like a two or three hour turnaround. Um, and, you know, they adjust the ISO and all of that. Um, so it's like a proper, it's not like a cool. tense, you know, where they just like put it in Ted's and out. Camera. And it out. <laughs> Good old Ted. <laughs> yeah. Um, Teddy. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to do that today. So I'm excited to see... Um, Cool. The results. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that the film isn't damaged from traveling because I've heard the x-rays when you mm. travel with baggage can damage the film. How many times has it gone through? Just um, once? 
Does it count on the carry-ons? You know when you get checked carry-on and it goes through? I think it does too, right? Um, I don't know. I actually saw someone post about this recently because they were freaking out about it. Um, and everyone wrote recommendations in and said, you'll be fine. Yeah. Just See, I did ask the same to do thing. hand-checked hand checked baggage if you can. Yeah. I think it's been through twice. Um, but again, I asked um, Lola. She's, I think, Lolita on Instagram. Um, and she's a big mm. film chick. And she said, just if you bury it like deep in your bag, it should be fine. Just make sure it's like covered with yeah. a lot of stuff. So... I just hope it's yeah. fine because there's so many memories on here now. It's so nerve-wracking, yeah. hey. Oh, well. She'll be right. We'll see. I have I'll faith let you know in that in the next roll. If, <laughs> if we got them safely. <laughs> it did it survive. I also time. brought a whole five five rolls of Porter 400 in my checked bag over here. So oh. there's a chance that they're all fucked, which I, I completely forgot oh. about. Yeah. So they're I'm, like I'm going to do one as like a test <laughs> shoot because they're like $200 for that five pack. So if I fucked all of those, yeah. I'm going to be very upset with myself. But stay tuned. Five you pack. Know. Where are you buying? They're 140 Where are you buying them from? The five pack? I think because yeah. it was um, it was a super, maybe it wasn't 200 I think I got something else as well. But it was also, um, they were kind of yeah, sold out everywhere. So I got it somewhere where I wouldn't usually get it, that it was a bit more expensive just so I could. They would have upped the yeah. price for yeah. sure. Yeah. I've got the, I'm on the waiting list on lots of different shops yeah. waiting to get them. Oh my God. Classic. <laughs> yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Alrighty. This is a nice long one. So hopefully you listened all the way through. <laughs> We've lost our brain cells. We just yeah. won't stop talking. Okay. <laughs> we will cut it here. Otherwise we're never going to stop. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening in. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Yeah, leave us a um, review. On Shopify Pond. Yeah. We want to hear from you guys. You can follow us on Instagram we're and talking TikTok to nothing. <laughs> at Shots Fired Pod. And you can follow me at It's Jack Lee. Mm-hmm. You can look at my YouTube videos. At- it's Jack Lee as yeah. well. TikTok, It's Jack Lee. All the things. It's Jack Lee. It's Jack Lee Weddings. <laughs> Just search her up. <laughs> um, I'm at Kate on Creative and Kate on Photo, and also on TikTok, Kate on Photo. Yeah, Kate on Photo. Amazing. I think it's pretty standard. Just Kate on. Yeah, <laughs> you'll find me. Oh, okay. Thanks so much for well, listening, guys. Thanks, guys. We love you. So much. We love ya, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.